0: This is Magnum CK, and as long as you're listening to Wrestling Cheers, you will be sports entertained!
1: Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries, sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you
2: want to go away.
0: And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, but will we recognize your music? This is Wrestling Cheers, where we like to talk about things on the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review of AIW's Gauntlet for the Gold 16. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your ever listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose to desire, wrestling Cheers at gmail.com. Like I said, this is a review of AIW's Gauntlet for the Gold 16. I've already introduced myself, and we have Stacy.
2: Hey, man, how's it going?
0: It's it's going good. Uh, Gauntlet for the Gold 16 in the books. This was a uh, this was quite a fun show.
2: It really was. It was really good. It exceeded my expectations.
0: And uh, I mean, we always talk about the the meet and greets and everything. I I did not partake.
2: Man, I was really on the fence about it. Like I there was a part of me that really wanted the do the photo op with abdullah but i decided not to in the end and i'm sure like i rationalized it with the idea that like i'm sure john had him sign some extra shit so at some point if i want like an abdullah signed photo i'm sure there'll be one over the, the merch if there's not well fuck me yeah. uh but yeah he abdullah had a line man abdullah had a, a big fucking line
0: and i didn't recognize larry sabisco
2: larry wasn't looking great no and apparently somebody told me he he was like he hurt himself or something mm. so he wasn't feeling good like like legitimately wasn't feeling good but like larry i i realize he's old but like larry looked old
0: i thought he was the handler of uh the japanese girl
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> i because i I initially saw them like standing side by side i'm like oh okay you know this is wh- whoever's gonna be helping her okay cool and then i saw a picture someone post online of them with larry sabisco and i went oh shit that's larry sabisco oh whoops <laughs>
1: yeah because <yeah. laughs>
0: i was wondering i'm like where is he
2: oh he was there <laughs> he was he was there sitting right beside abdullah <laughs> you couldn't see him because of the fucking bananas long line there was for abdullah the butcher yeah
0: i couldn't tell was did he have forks there for people to buy and he signed or did just a lot of people bring forks?
2: I have no idea. Yeah. I know he had at least one fork cause it was in every fucking picture. Yeah.
0: I, f- I saw him like signing some. So
2: yeah, I don't know if those were ones that, I mean, that's a smart gimmick to bring, I guess, but maybe difficult on a plane these days. I don't know. Um, like, Hey, I want to bring this bag full of forks. I feel like that throws up a red flag. <laughs> um
0: i mean that's probably something like thorn picked up (laughs) for someone in aiw picked up
2: sure sure but But uh run down to walmart and grab some cheap forks (laughs) yeah i don't know man i didn't i didn't go over the table so i don't know i'm sure somebody can fill you in on it though um there was but yeah i don't know abdullah did business man yeah there was there was a line I kind of felt bad for Larry Zbyszko at times where I was like, holy shit, Larry just got to sit here and watch Abdullah make money.
0: <laughs> yeah, like there's that thing about some of these legends when you see them later in years, whether like you want to do the meet and greet, because that's not necessarily the version of the, that legend you remember. And I I've felt right. that way with like so many legends throughout the years, whether they've been coming in from AIW or just I go somewhere and see them. I think the worst is uh, Bobby Heenan
2: seeing bobby him Heenan's the all-time example of that yeah
0: yeah like the last like five years or so of his life like that just that wasn't the bobby heenan that i i remember even when maybe it was right after he got diagnosed with cancer when he like slimmed down a lot like yeah. that was doable but once he lost one of his jaw or whatever like that it was sad
2: uh lex luger's a little bit like that too Uh um, yeah
0: i i could i could get that
2: too uh I don't know, Abdullah's in a wheelchair, but I'm not, like, that didn't take anything away from me, really, like, that piece of it. I just, I thought about it, and I was like, well, do I need a picture of me and old Abdullah the Butcher, or do I just want to remember Abdullah the Butcher as that scary motherfucker that when I was, like, seven years old and opened up an after mag made me genuinely afraid? And I was like, I'll just stick with Abdullah memory. I don't need the picture with the guy. But he did business, man. Me not going to that meet and greet did not hurt anything. Yeah.
0: I was supposed to do it for a friend because I had a figure to get signed from this said friend, but some shit went down or it didn't happen, so.
2: Which Abdullah figure was it?
0: Uh, Jack's Classic Superstars.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, not the, not the, like the cool ones that he was bleeding and everything by, uh, I think, Figures Toy Company or whoever did those.
2: Yeah. Or that weird old Remco one. Yeah, I, well,
0: where, well, that one. Was- where
2: they could where they couldn't make him fat so they just made him smooth <laughs> like, he doesn't have like any kind of muscle definition he's just like a a smooth figure with a head on it
0: i can only imagine the price tag on that figure
2: oh packaged it's hundreds of dollars yeah but i think you can get a a loose when he came in a set with uh carlos cologne mm-hmm. and i think like loose either one of those figures aren't like crazy expensive but carded all that remco shit's expensive
0: but yeah, that was uh, that was the meet and greets. We don't, didn't do
2: any. Uh, and I think uh, Yamashita—that's her name, right? The Japanese girl. She did some meet and greet.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she was charging for pitchers. I'm not hundred percent sure.
2: I don't either. Uh, I know Young Ed got his. Yeah, there, he had a, he had a real concern that he wasn't going to. But
0: he had to get his pitcher with his fellow once.
2: Yeah. Uh, apparently they uh, they had a little talk about twice
0: they talked about twice or they talked about twice twice
2: i think they talked about once twice okay how they were both is. i don't see now I've, you've confused me summers
0: who's on first
2: and right
0: once is on second but happy happy that uh abdul the butcher did as well as he did
2: yeah man this is good it was it looked like people were having fun in the pictures i saw with him too
0: but we uh we had a pre-show match
2: we did we did
0: so let's uh, start off with that. Vic Vice versus Austin James. How are you feeling about both these students?
2: I like Vic Vice. Mm-hmm. I like. I, I thought Vic Vice, like going all the way back to when those guys debuted. I thought Vic Vice was going to be somebody to watch. You know, he's he's improved uh, quite a bit from the beginning. Uh, he's. I, I think Vic has a bright future. To be honest. Like real bright, and later in the show he comes back with a little bit of fire. You know what I mean? I like mm-hmm.
0: that. Well, this this whole match kind of gets uh, a part two later on in the night.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, uh, the the t-ball kid or what? What sports does he play? <laughs> t-ball kid.
0: Uh, I'm He's guessing. Good. I'm guessing it's baseball. But doesn't he doesn't he sell like signed softballs?
2: I don't know. I I, I genuinely don't know. Is that what those those like uh, the fucking safety green balls were over on the table with those softballs at one point just saw,
0: at one point they were but like uh, when i walked by his gimmick table they looked smaller than softballs this time so i don't i don't know
2: i don't know i just saw those like high viz yeah. uh balls over there i don't know i don't know the story of it i never wandered over there but...
0: t-ball guy <laughs> yeah
2: it's like the a, is he a baseball fury from the warriors i just i don't know what's going I don't know the story he's just a dude who plays softball that's cool i guess like beer league softball guy i don't
0: know i mean it should be more of him versus the duke on, on
2: oh, yeah i mean really that's that's like a built-in story there brock would be the guy to, to consult on that he's got all the stats for the duke i don't remember him specifically but the duke has a storied history in softball maybe they can get a whole faction together get sid to show up <laughs>
0: you just had an oxymoron
2: I've seen it sometimes he does (laughs) like you just gotta work around his schedule and those government regulations
0: Trump's not in office anymore so maybe that travel ban lifted from from Memphis
2: maybe maybe we'll have to see he has to fly out of Tennessee though so I don't know what new laws Tennessee has put in because they seem to be enjoying doing some of that so maybe there's some Tennessee flying laws that went along with some of their other laws lately Uh if so, they're probably just as bad as those other laws. So that might keep them that might make Sid not able to show up.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I I really enjoy Vic Vice. Uh I feel like both of these guys, when it comes to the AIW Academy, they're they're the, the level below Sam and Shaw Mason of like like those two were definitely head of the pack. And if you were to say like, well, who's who's behind them? I think it's these two a lot of people a lot of people are behind Austin James i'm not necessarily one of them but i'll take their word for it but Vic Vice is the other one that is definitely there he, i mean they both got work to do but nonetheless
2: yeah i so i yeah i i can see i can see how you're framing it that it, it makes sense yeah in that so i think the thing is like with with a lot of different things in life people learn and master things at, at a different speed sometimes and it doesn't mean that you're not as good as somebody else. It just means that, you know, you had to take a different way to get there. Mm-hmm. And Shaw specifically um, adapted really quick to wrestling, mm-hmm. just really quick. You can see it. He just, and if you talk to the people who trained him, you hear it. Um, and I think it might just take Vic just like maybe a rep or two longer to to master things the way he needs to. But I think at the end of the day, he's going to be at that same level. Like when everything levels out, like two years out of being out of you know the academy and, and being a wrestler for a couple of years I think Vic will be at that same level as as Holloway and and Shaw like that trajectory levels out at some point mm. you know what I mean where like oh this guy learned really quick but all these guys are going to get up to a certain level at some point point. and I think I think Vic has that for sure i I'd, I'd see that dude doing some stuff
0: Yeah, we often say like if you go back and look at the beginning of uh, a lot of these classes when they debut, they're completely different products. A year later, two years later, and so forth and so on. And you know, over time, or I should say, it takes some, like you said, just a little bit different time to uh, fully adapt. And yeah, Vic is Vic is one that I I think a lot of us can't sleep on.
2: I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you got it. Go ahead and say that No, I just said. Oh, I did it again. Holy fuck. Go ahead.
0: I just said that. Uh, just so it gets on here that I think Vic is just a guy we do, that people don't want to sleep on.
2: Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. And I would say like another thing to remember with the students is like, if you want to mind fuck, go back and look at Josh Bishop's early matches oh, and I... then look at who Josh Bishop is and has been for a while because it's easy to forget that old Josh Bishop, but like that's that's the thing about aiw is you see that kind of progression in guys i think that's so fucking cool i mean and and i think
0: i was gonna say i think all look at bishop look at um chase oliver and i know he's not hasn't been around aiw lately but uh trey lamar
2: yeah but i mean josh has the biggest like oh yeah change going through that uh And I don't know if instantly Josh was the guy that you would have picked out of that group and been like, oh, that's the dude that'll be absolute champion. Yeah. You know, out of that class at that moment, at that little bit in, I don't know that he was like the guy, but when it all started to level out, it became pretty clear that like, oh no, Josh, Josh is getting this really fucking well. So I think that's all I'm saying is I think there's levels to the stuff when you started saying like, well, these guys are the top, but then these guys are that next level down. I th- I think all of those guys could end up around the same place, uh, just you know different paths.
0: Oh yeah, I wasn't I wasn't discrediting like saying like the, it'll always be like that, but like where we are right now with the class, like these are these are the two sure. that are b- behind the other two, sure, and you know sure. they, it could easily be that they're all on on one class. And I will say with Bishop is definitely the the biggest change of the three that we mentioned. But God, I feel like Chase is a very close second.
2: Well, for sure, <laughs> mysteriously uh, not on the card on the show.
0: Not on the card, but we know he was there.
2: <laughs> he was definitely there. Um, but yeah, I expected him to be in the Gauntlet at some point. He wasn't. Uh, he seems he's on the Youngstown show. Probably that's a given.
0: I'll say um, maybe main event
2: there. You would think. I would hope.
0: Uh, thoughts on uh, this match?
2: It was it was a good little dark match. You know, give people something to watch before the actual show um there was still a lot of people in line getting autographs while this match happened uh but it was good like it it was good for both of those dudes to get to get that rep in front of a big crowd like that too even if it was like a partially distracted big crowd
0: and then you got a crowd like this to where it's questionable of like how many were regulars or or semi-regulars to the where they knew who austin james or vic vice was so th- that that i know That'll that'll factor into everything, too. But yeah, definitely, if th- these two getting that time, that's really going to help them out. Yeah. Uh, it was Austin James pinning Vic Vice for the win. Now let's get into the main card for Gauntlet for the Gold 16. The show officially kicked off with the Man Dime and Zach Nystrom, a.k.a. Money Shot versus members only. Calvin G. Lewis and Malcolm Cambridge for the A.I.W. Tag Team Championships. Um, these two, these two teams, no strangers to each other, and you know, members only always towards the top of uh, the rankings, getting title shots.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I I think Members Only deserves to always be in that the the hemisphere of the titles. They should always be somebody that early on gets a shot, especially at a new champ.
0: Remember when I couldn't remember their names? I do. They didn't let me forget that for a while. They shouldn't. It's been long enough. I can, I can definitely... We can let off of it. Cause half no, the,
2: I think that should just still keep fucking with you.
0: Half the reason why I didn't know their name, because I never... I didn't see like them on a graphic at that point when I couldn't remember their names. Because their name wasn't on a graphic for Canton Street Festival.
2: No, but you could like ask somebody.
0: But we were doing the preview, and I couldn't remember. I mean...
2: No. Hell, hell,
0: Joe Sposto doesn't know half of the... Actually, I don't think he knows any of the current crop.
2: I hear a lot of deflecting. I oh. hear a lot of not taking ownership and deflecting.
0: I I took ownership. I'm just saying, it's been how long?
2: Yeah, I would encourage them to still give you shit for it.
0: And then I'll block one of them on Twitter again.
2: Hey, man, you gotta do what you gotta do.
0: But Nonetheless, um... You want to talk about like a team that are just like students that have come more and more into their own. The thing that I I really do like about members only is their look of looking like a team, how they come out, just they've worked on it a lot and it shows.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, and they, they kind of had that from the jump too, Mm -hmm. of, of like making sure that they had like complimentary gear and, and whatnot, uh, members only is very good, man. Very, very good. Um, I, I don't think it will be too long before those two have their hands on some gold.
0: Oh, I think I've said it before. Like it's going to be a big moment when that happens because yeah, how many title shots have they had? A a few, a couple. I mean, how their first match was against the tag team champions. I actually, if you kind of think about it, they've had, they've had title matches with like the past four tag champions.
2: I mean, at some point, it's gotta, it's gotta pay off. Right? Mm-hmm.
0: And it'll, it'll be a big moment. Like for me, I think it's gonna be very similar to when PME first won.
2: Yeah, I think that feels like a thing that probably happens at like an absolution or a hell on earth more than like a gauntlet. You know. Mhm.
0: But we, we also got money shot right now, being the we tag do. team champions. Cheating. I mean, that's kind of what they do.
2: Yeah. The one dude must have heard that a lot of people was calling him FTR bald because he grew some hair back. Did he? Yeah, it looked like oh. he had a little bit of hair growing in. Either that or he just forgot to shave.
0: Yeah, looking at the pictures now, yeah, I see a little bit of, like, fuzz there.
2: That other dude's got his Gardner Minshew look still going strong.
0: <laughs> yeah, the the mustache thing just does not look
2: good on him. I don't know, man. I I don't know if it looks good or not, but it looks like Gardner Minshew. <laughs>
0: Thoughts on this match? But, I mean, it's it's somewhat what I expected from from this it was, ma- match. I mean, it,
2: it was a good match. uh It had a suspect ending, a little bit of little bit of cheating, a little bit of treachery, and the first moment of the night where I felt like maybe the referee didn't learn everything he was supposed <laughs> to learn about refereeing because uh, that count was quick. That was yeah, fast.
0: that's that's what I was going to bring up too. That it was. Fairly quick, and then there was, like, later in the night, he was doing, uh, he was refereeing another match, and he was counting somebody out, and I'm like, oh, now we're, now we're going with, like, the regular count. Not like, oh, one, two, three, four, five.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that, the, the speed of that count for the belts was a little quick.
0: Is, uh, the ref on Money Shot's payroll?
2: I don't know. I mean, so they seem friendly with the Duke, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I don't know
0: which uh more on that later in the night too
2: well yeah two two,
0: two particular moments <laughs> that I that I could remember from uh, the, the set gauntlet match but yeah it's right. kinda, it, it's it's what I expected from it of money shot cheating to win gotta love the point of the ref asking for the titles at the end <laughs> and Steve guys like I only have one uh, uh. and then <laughs> and here comes Elijah Dean from the other side like oh yeah I got it huh I wonder what happened there
2: yeah, I can't imagine. I do appreciate that on top of hitting him with the belt, Gardner Minshew made sure that he grabbed the trunks too. <laughs> Just in case you missed some of the cheating. Here's some more. <laughs> if you're gonna cheat, do it well.
0: Yeah. Uh it was Zach Nystrom uh, pinning Malcolm Cambridge.
2: Yeah, that's his name. <laughs> you didn't you didn't know Malcolm Cambridge's name? No, no, Zach Nystrom. <laughs> I know, I know those those guys' names. You that's your where you don't know their names, I clearly should I, still give you shit for it.
0: Yeah, I clearly know their names now. <laughs> I think I've told them before. Like I memorized their names because I think it might have been that that show that we previewed where I fucked up their names. You know, I got and you know, Balcom gave me the big finger in the middle of the match. Uh huh. Um, I, at that point I was doing like TikToks where I would kind of like talk about AIW shows and like take little clips throughout the the show put them all together and do voiceover for it well i would like mess up and i would completely just go back to the beginning and like re-record there i think there was a couple times i slipped on their names but there was other times that i slipped on other shit after them so like i end up saying their names a bunch of times in a microphone one night and it really put it to memory
2: repetition man it'll do it Mm -hmm. repetition will do it well it's good that you've learned maybe they should still give you a bunch of shit.
0: No, they, they got to remember that technically they moved on from that and gave me uh, shit about something else.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't really care which thing they give you shit about.
0: They don't give me shit at all anymore. I say that now and they will like come back up, but.
2: Yeah, yeah but unless you want them to give you shit, in which case, man, don't, you should just leave them alone.
0: I like one of them. Not necessarily the other one, but one of them's nicer. The other one isn't.
2: I don't know. <laughs> that is not my experience. They are both nice to me.
0: Yeah. Do each their own, but let's uh let's move on to the next one. Dominic Greeny versus Kaplan. Yeah, <laughs> can we can we talk about that one door first?
2: Which one? Oh, that one—the
0: <laughs> one that took like three tries. And when it when it wasn't breaking, I was like, man, eh, maybe maybe that's the one you put over like a guardrail, and you fall uh, through, I, <laughs> not throwing in the corner
2: i don't know man i don't so like i don't take bumps through doors so i'm in no way an authority on this but i feel like if it's not gonna break uh i don't want that to be the one that i'm falling real far onto and then bouncing off of i would rather the one i fall real far onto break yeah but that it was a resilient fucking door in the corner man it wasn't taking no shit
0: yeah there's just some of these doors that are a little bit harder to break than others and uh that we we got one in this match but fuck
2: dom this match this match had a lot of fucking hard hitting like it came out hot fucking dom did a tupe suicido to the outside uh the fucking my have you watched it back at all have you watched the feedback i have not fight oh boy so you should uh because there are little things little highlights that i picked up watching it back that man i love like aiw has a bunch of wild ass little kids whose parents bring (laughs) them to aiw yeah and there is a moment where kaplan throws dom over the guardrail and they go out into the crowd like right at first and you know that the one dude chris uh i think his twitter was like chris from hawaii yeah
0: he's he's right now i think like the the main one where his kid like he you can tell who he's rooting for because he will flick off the opponent. Oh uh, uh, like yeah, it was my favorite
2: yeah. is there's a perfect shot of him just fucking giving Kaplan double birds <laughs> as mm-hmm. he goes over as he climbs over the guardrail to go after Dom. I was like, ah, uh, the little fucking wild ass AIW kids. The best.
0: Yeah, I consider him like the main one right now. He was at a. he was at the last Toy him and the son. And when I, when I was helping Dan house and he was walking by and, you know, he said hi real quick. And I looked at his son and I flicked him off just like, yeah. cause I, that's what he does at shows. Dude, like this kid gave me this, like, what the fuck look,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, uh, yeah, the, I noticed at this show, like there were some other like little kids that were, I don't know if they were, I think some were fucking off, but not all, but nonetheless, I'm like, man, there's a lot of little kids here it's more than uh, I I think about.
2: Yeah, man, I'm telling you, I think the Canton Street Fair works. <laughs> Start them young. But yeah, man, there was like there like the pounce back over the guardrail too. Mm-hmm. So that looked fucking great. Uh this is something that I want to say. The the improvement in the shots that the students work and the cameras are getting now compared to what they were getting before, like the repetitions have helped and like they're anticipating shit and like, Mm. uh, getting like really cool looking shots of, of moves now, like shooting it from places where it's going to look the coolest as it happens. Uh, there's a, the spot later, uh, after they pull out the fucking plastic bins, um, when it's the fucking both, both shots that looked wild with the plastic bins the camera work is fucking great uh the one that busts over dom's head and goes like all the way through um that had a great like side up shot and the suplex onto the pile of them was shot so that when those pieces exploded they exploded like out at the camera fucking great fucking great job all those dudes should be super fucking proud of themselves it looks fucking great
0: i mean for a lot of these students to like kind of get thrown into that situation from the rip it's not like you're just becoming uh a cameraman for a wrestling show you are basically replacing an experienced crew and then when we would get gary one of the best uh cameraman of independent wrestling yeah and those are some shoes to fill and of course like right off the rip you they weren't going to be gary so I'm right. ha- I'm happy to hear that they are improving and uh I think it, it is like a the repetition of some uh, some of these students have been doing it a lot. I think uh I don't know if it was the whole show, but I know uh the roaming cam was uh Ethan. He might have been yeah. the whole show because I know sometimes they will like swap out.
2: But it also looked like there were two roaming cams on the floor. Okay. Which is a huge improvement. Yeah. There was hard cam and I think there were two roaming cams. And it just and the sound was better on this broadcast um i know i i have a little inside baseball on that that they use some different equipment and it made you able to hear like the in-ring mics and the fucking music better on the broadcast and that's fucking huge um the only thing that's not there now is like when people try to talk to the floor cams there's no mics on the cameras mm. so like so like there were there's a couple of those kind of moments on those playbacks but dude that's the only thing they went from like okay there was this thing and this thing and this thing as they're like growing and learning to do the shit to now like man i'm telling you that improvement from that fucking outpost show last year which was like the dry run for that shit um the outside one that was sparsely attended i think that was uh, the
0: the second show because i thought the first one was at the Oh, uh, it's a, the bar, the Winchester,
2: maybe that might be true, but even from that. So, so if it's just slightly before that show in less than a year, right mm-hmm. in, yeah. in like nine months, that crew went from having a lot of hiccups and a lot of like learning something that most of them had never done or had any fucking desire to do to now being very good to, to putting out a show on streaming that looks bad. As good or better than the shit that's being put out by uh groups that are you know being hired in by some of these other promotions and paid uh, a chunk of fucking change to do it um you taught yourself to be that good at it in uh nine months as a crew i realize there are people that have experience in that group uh you know chase and uh uh Conversational Banner. What's his name?
0: Observational Banner, uh, Caleb.
2: Observational Banner, yeah, Caleb. Uh, Both of them have experience. Conversational Banner, Observational Banner, whatever. (laughs) See, now he can rib me for not knowing his stupid fucking podcast. See, see, I know who he
0: was, and he hasn't even debuted yet. I mean, maybe that is a good excuse for you.
2: I know who he is. I just didn't know his podcast name properly. I mean... That's fine.
0: He... He's called Observational Banner more than his real name.
2: Either either way, I'm giving the kid props. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> they're, they're he's doing good. a good job. Uh, but no, it was really, man, I encourage everybody, Like, if you have not watched the show back, like even if you were there, watch it for a multitude. One, it looks really good. It was shot really good. It sounds good. Uh, the commentary was fucking good. Like really good and added to everything in the show and they spliced in a bunch of like pieces that tell a story through the show of like people getting the gauntlet numbers and just stuff that progresses things that you wouldn't catch just going out to the show and watching it
0: that's something like aiw they did a lot in the dvd days of the thing that i love going back at that time of like watching on IWTV was like there was always these promos that were shot the day of and they were put at the beginning of the show to right. when they were hitting IWTV, I could go back and like at minimum, if I didn't rewatch the whole show, I could at least rewatch these, or I could actually watch for the first time these promos, and it really brought some sort of enjoyment uh for me of being able to experience at least something new.
2: Right, and dude, this is—I know what you mean because I would do that too, and this is that done even better because it's interspersed throughout the show, like during breaks during intermission uh it's not just that like lump at the beginning of a bunch of promos mm-hmm. it's like spaced out through the show so it really paces the show it's fucking good uh like other places should probably take a fucking note like it's it's good
0: yeah we're lucky that aiw too uh, even outside of aiw uh this production company has or part of aiw has gotten gotten somewhere because we know we've been, they've been doing uh black label pro shows
2: yeah well i mean if, if they can do for Mikey what they're doing for themselves, Mikey needs to pay them some more fucking money. Real deal. I don't know what he's paying them, but if they can do for him what they're doing for themselves, you should pay them more and have them do it.
0: Anything fucking great. <laughs> Anything more on uh, Dom and Kaplan? This, we kind of mentioned yeah, the, they, those... They
2: beat the shit out of each other. It was great.
0: Those uh, storage bins they used on each other. like
2: Oh, dude. The fucking... So <laughs> when... When they pulled those out, I was like, well, that's a bad idea. And like the, the fucking hit that just dented, mm-hmm. like it didn't break. It just like dented in. I, I, dude, I felt it in my soul. Like that had to fucking hurt.
0: If I'm correct, like every time Dom would use them on Kaplan, they they would either dent or just like, I don't want to say that they wouldn't do anything. Just They just made impact. That was it fucking kaplan uses them on dom i i think it was like every hit shattered one like
2: yeah the one one his head goes like perfectly through i think it's the one that ended up cutting him
0: Mm -hmm.
2: uh but his head goes like perfectly through it there's also like a little spot in this match like kind of towards the end where they're in the ring together and kaplan is just hitting him with like Standing back and forth, Lariat's like left, right, left, right, left, right. That looked fucking great. That looked tough as fucking nails.
0: Dude, this this was uh, an insane match for for these two. There was a lot of moments where you thought like Kaplan was going to win. There's moments that you thought Dom was going to win.
2: Yeah. And it's funny because it was like two guys who were over. It's not often that you can get two guys where neither of them have like detractors and they still get everybody involved in caring about a match. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a big deal.
0: I remember back when, you know, Kaplan was around, but he was, like, traveling for his job. So, like, we we didn't get those moments. So, whenever he did, like, show up, it was like, oh, hell yeah, it's Kaplan. Now we got him all the time. Or I would say most of the time because, you know, he did take, you know, the last show off. And, like, there's shows here and there. He'll take off fine. But he is. Oh, you
2: mean mean back when he had a real job and sometimes it was his gimmick? And then Tim Donst was like, I'll take that.
0: (laughs) Hey. We don't bring that up.
2: I like Donst, but you know, you
0: know, I, no, I like Donst. We're fine.
2: We've been fine. Yeah, for years. But He stole that gimmick. Oh, I know he did.
0: <laughs> I've, I wanted to see them in a match together as a tag team, have them be safety I, first.
2: That would, it would have been a great tag team. Would have been great,
0: but uh, yeah, um, Dom continues his winning ways.
2: Fuck. Yeah, he does.
0: And pins Kaplan for the win. So that's, uh, Also, two in a row losses for Kaplan. And like I said, you know, Dom has not lost a match yet this year.
2: And he has wrestled some heavy fucking hitters. Thatcher, Kaplan.
0: Cisco Silver. Sure. (laughs) I just said it for the reaction.
2: Man, I think everybody is pretty aware and clear on my feelings (laughs) about the police. I don't know that we need to dig into that more.
0: No digging. Just a jab. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on to the next one. Next up, we had Tom Lawler versus Joshua Bishop. Spin the wheel, make the deal. Here were the choices that we had. Eastlake Street
2: Fight. Okay, that one came up.
0: Singapore on a cane. Singapore cane on a pole match.
2: That one came up.
0: Dog collar match. I quit match. Stretcher match. Pure rules match bare boards match and casket match
2: not one cock cutter to be found
0: <laughs> thankfully on, on on the wheel and in the crowd uh so there were what four spins
2: oh i don't know how many fucking spins there were why were we spinning the wheel why why wasn't it just a pull the crowd match <laughs> which match would you like to see and like I, the spin the wheel make the deal I feel like they focused much more on the deal. deal yes. <laughs> <Like> the <laughs> St-
0: Steve guy put some tweet about it, like why do we even like spin the wheel? And I was like, maybe they thought it was spin the wheel or make a deal, because that's what it turned into.
2: Uh, yeah, it was like let's make a deal for wrestling matches. I don't know. It was. I'm glad Trombetta got his spot. Rip yeah. City Pharmacist gets to spin the wheel, have his little moment. It's good. He-, he
0: made three spins and on the last one, I think they were just like fuck it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, I mean, at the end of the day, it just came down to, hey, do you guys want to see a casket match? Like, the crowd just demanded <laughs> casket, 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 and it was like, all right, well, I guess that's what it is.
0: Yeah, I have uh, on the tweet for it as uh, Filthy Tom Lawler versus Joshua Bishop in a East Lake Street fight. I mean, a Singapore cane on a pole. I mean, in a bare boat. I mean, in a casket match. So yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, uh, it was a casket match.
2: Okay. It was. It was just the novelty of a shoot, spin the wheel, make the deal match kind of goes away the moment you do a respin.
0: So, so be- between two matches, they've they've averaged three spins.
2: Right. Right. Insane, but
0: obviously, much like any other uh, match, Josh Bishop loves the business.
2: He does consistently proves, show to show, exactly how much he loves the business.
0: Thoughts on uh, this shit? Because this. This was one of those matches that went
2: everywhere. It did go everywhere. And I thought that was why they didn't want the street fight because there had just been a match that went everywhere. And they were like, oh, well, let's not have a match that goes everywhere. And then they had a match that goes everywhere. I feel like at some point they forgot they had to, like, that it was a casket match and, like, wrestled a different match. And then we're like, or maybe that's what they did. They wrestled all the matches that they spun. We just didn't realize it. And it got around to the casket match at the end. But I feel like there were just moments where it was like, didn't somebody go for a pin at one point?
0: Uh, I don't know if it was going for a pin, but
2: w- wasn't there? It was there, a submission. There, there, there was there a were, submission, then, and yeah, they went for the rope.
0: Part of the crowd was, was chanting, like, tap, tap. It's like, they,
2: th- yeah. that's you just begged
0: for a freaking casket match, and you're telling them to tap. See, proof that the
2: crowd's dumb, and they don't know what they want, <laughs> and that they should just do whatever instead. Um, but yeah, man. So I'll say this, that's the first time I've ever seen a casket match at an indie show. I think it might be my first as well.
0: Err I gotta I'd have to double check. I can't remember if there was another promotion that when they had a casket match, whether that was before I started going or not. Cause I, I think everybody's favorite neon wrestler might have been in that match. But I can't remember if I was there or not.
2: Was he on a scramble?
0: <laughs> there was not.
2: Oh. That explains why he was there.
0: <laughs> but might have been my f- if i w- i didn't go to the one then it would have been my first i've seen a body bang match which is similar but not any uh, any, any i got enough to say on this one because it just
2: it was good yeah uh, it, was it was crazy <laughs> so look these two can keep doing this and i'm fine with it like this spin the wheel match they can keep doing it over and over again because <laughs> it's consistently good but like maybe next time just like be a like fans pick the match match or whatever and <laughs> just give a bunch of options and then pull the fucking crowd and okay well that's what you get Hit whatever the fucking silliest one is that's the one you're gonna wrestle um uh, but uh i don't know it's fun
0: yeah i i, I did want to see the a three stages of hell match where they spin the wheel each time
2: well see and maybe that will appease the like Oh well, we get this match, but we got a shitty stipulation we don't want. Okay, well, at least we have two more. Some of those, I don't know how you do one after the other one, though.
0: True. I mean, you'd have to just have different selection. I mean, you could. I quit Singapore. Kane on a pool match. That would. I mean, that would be. Yeah, but what more... if that's
2: not what rolls up? What if? <laughs> what if you get like a casket match and then like uh whatever a street fight and then a stretcher match? How do you win that? Have a street fight, put them in the casket, put the casket on the stretcher? I don't. <laughs> I don't.
0: I said, Like I said, they'd have to have a different setup. Yeah. I just mentioned the one that I knew would work. Could you imagine these two in like a pure rules match?
2: I, I, I think they could do it. Honestly, that sounds interesting to me.
0: I was rooting for Josh the bare boards. Josh Bishop
2: ba- and Tom Lawler in a pure rules match.
0: I was rooting for the bare boards match. I was close. I was very close
2: man i bet you the students were not
0: because <laughs> it wasn't the last show
2: yeah the, you got to take all that down and then put it all back the canvas and all the the fucking padding and shit man that sounds like a lot of work to have to undo and redo during a live stream
0: well it was well i would say yeah it was right before intermission
2: no was it was it
0: yeah yeah we went to intermission oh right yeah after this, this
2: was this was the last thing before intermission intermission was early on this show yeah,
0: I thought it was gonna be closer to what we saw for Cybernetico, and it wasn't.
2: But yeah, you're right. Intermission was right after this. But yeah, it was fun. Like I said, they could revisit this, whatever, and it's gonna be fun, even if it does turn into a fucking pole of the fans match. You know,
0: this was not my first casket match.
2: Oh, what was that?
0: It was Facade versus Jason Gory, Resolution Five. Oh, from Prime Wrestling.
2: They got all the stars on that show.
0: Johnny Gargano. Jimmy Jacobs.
2: Oh, I actually do have stars on.
0: Rhino, which there's a pretty funny moment in that match where the ring broke. Oh. And you could find I know you could find that on YouTube. Uh, also, uh, Matt Justice was on that show. More on him later.
2: Yeah, we may or may not have heard his music at this show.
0: More on that later. Also, uh, M-Dog Matt Cross versus P D Williams at that show. 15-minute match. Oh. Anyway, uh, it was uh, Joshua Bishop putting Filthy Tom Lawler... In a casket to win, you know, kind of what you have to do in this match. Yeah, and then uh, we watched afterwards as a bunch of the students and Pedro uh, carried the casket out.
2: Yeah, that was my favorite touch: is that they had to carry the casket out mm-hmm. with 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 Tom in it.
0: That was great. And then you had a observational banner, aka Caleb, like at the end, of the casket like barely holding on. And I was like, "Good job, dude." He's like, "Thanks." <laughs>
2: the uh whoever built that casket good on them because they built the bottom strong enough i thought for sure there was like a chance that they pick that up and the tom just busts out the bottom of it
0: or like one of those things you see on uh i don't remember where i've seen it before where the casket like falls to the side door opens and the dead body rolls out
2: yeah 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 yeah
0: i was wondering if we see the same thing with filthy tom having to roll out Dude,
2: that would have been so. That might have made it the best match of all time. <laughs> if he like fucking recreated a meme of a dead body falling out of a casket as like the last moment of that match, <laughs> that would have that would have put it over the top. It was good, it was good. It was fun, man. Like I said, I'll watch those two do this gimmick shit time and time again and be entertained. All right, let's uh
0: let's move on to the next one. Well, we went to intermission and then we came back to this. Joslyn Navarro versus, um, oh, oh. me, mia uh, now me, I uh, M-I-Y-U, Maya, Yamashita, Yamashita.
2: Yamashita? Yamashita? Something like that. Caden, correct, uh, Justin at some point.
0: <laughs> yeah, Simp Boy, uh, correct me. I,
2: I, I bet he knows how to say her name. Oh, I,
0: I, I, I bet. I bet he subscribes to, uh, Steph DeLander's, on. uh, OnlyFans, too.
2: Come on, man. Hey, wh- Come on. It's probably Why what he you does. you gotta put people's <laughs> personal shit out there talking about what-
0: I said probably. Speculation. Maybe. Goodness. Guessing. Anyway. Jocelyn Navarro. Jocelyn Navarro versus Yamashita.
2: This is very good.
0: Mm-hmm. Any-anytime- jocelyn gets time to shine in aiw and i wish there was a lot more outside of aiw i'm i'm 100 for it she she deserves it
2: yeah jocelyn's great this was it was really good i don't so there's nothing where i could be like oh this specific thing this specific thing i just it was it was really good
0: Mm -hmm. you know i far as what i've always heard them say in wrestling is like you're only as good as like your best opponent type thing and being able to work with a talent like this like that's a, a feather in the cap
2: Dude, I'll say this. The Yamashita, her kicks look like they hurt. God, like, A lot. Yeah. Like, if you stand in there and take those kicks, man or woman, I'm going to think you're tough. Because they look tough. hmm It made Joss, like, it It gave Joss, like, a new level of, like, toughness, I think, coming through this match.
0: And that's the thing about Joss, and she's had a lot of tough moments. Yeah. Especially when she hasn't done it, as I would say, as much lately. But whenever she gets into an intergender type match whether it be one-on-one or tag like she will hit yeah, that, she'll hit every that, opponent the same strength no matter who
2: yeah that that match that she had where the team was her members only mm-hmm. was fucking great fucking great
0: she she wants to be a bad guy but i'm like i've explained to her I'm like that it just doesn't it's not gonna work here
2: we i mean we, she could be i think if she wants to be a bad guy be a bad guy people are still gonna like her though
0: mm-hmm. well that's what i mean like it, it won't translate and Well, i think
2: it could translate fine she could be like a huge asshole to everybody people are still gonna cheer mm-hmm. you're just gonna have like the it's gonna be the weirdest fucking like anti-hero spot you know
0: yeah like look at Derek.
2: very much like that where like yeah if she if she did heal shit it would just be you know that she was being the jerk everybody liked
0: mm-hmm. It. i would say i i do think it works for people who aren't aiw fans When you have the people coming in for the autograph signings or maybe it's just like they've kind of heard about this and they they want to check everything out oh yeah they're they're, they'll probably go with like well i don't like this person this person seems seems like a bad person i'm not supposed to like them but at the same time they won't understand why everybody's rooting for because we get that a lot with derek i feel like the regulars and all that like we love him but you get you know like at youngstown like where him and ziggy were going at those fans
2: at East Lake, man. When we get to that match, that bachelor party, man.
0: Is that what that we we were making comments about them the whole night, like me and Trabetta and that that group?
2: Yeah,
0: because we because the Green Ranger kind of like disappeared for a while.
2: Yeah, he came over and asked me if I had seen his water bottle, and I was like, it went that way. <laughs> he
0: seemed like he needed every uh, ounce of that water. Like, oh. They seem all pretty drunk. Easy to be one of the worst ones because I don't, for a while, I think he, he wasn't even there.
2: Oh, I don't know. I was watching the show, not them so much, but there were moments where they made themselves part of the show, specifically at the beginning of Derek's match.
0: Wasn't necessarily that we were paying attention to them, but like from where we were sitting, like we see these six dudes dressed up like Power Rangers or in costume shirts.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I think actual cosplayers would take offense to you saying that they yeah. were dressed up as the Power Rangers. They had novelty t-shirts to represent being Power Rangers members. Yeah. Otherwise, they were just some dudes out for a bachelor party.
0: So when, when you see the Green Ranger getting into stuff and then all of a sudden, like, he ain't there for a while, it's like, oh, shit. Did he take everything too fast? He no drink a little I mean. too much? But yeah, nonetheless, um, anything more on uh, Jocelyn's match?
2: Another win? Yeah. Yeah. She's racking up wins, man.
0: Jocelyn pinning uh, Yamashita for the win.
2: Like, I think she's... They said it on commentary on the show, but it's got to be close to a year since she's lost a match, maybe? I feel like it might have been... I think it's been a year
0: maybe since she's lost a one-on-one.
2: Yeah. Uh, Since the last hip-hop show.
0: Because I kind of looked at her her cage match recently. And I was like looking through stuff and I was looking at this year or last year. I think it was this year and she did she lost uh the four way with her Austin James, Anthony Young and Space Monkey. Um but where at? That was uh in Youngstown. Okay. But if but maybe she didn't technically lose that one. I mean lost the match, didn't get the win, but I don't think it was because of her but nonetheless, it's still not one on one if we just go by go by that type of standard. Um right. she also lost uh Jet Black New Year in the scramble.
2: Uh, right, but not no one on one.
0: Yeah, not no one on one, beat Slamovich, beat Manny Leon, beat uh Alice Crowley.
2: Allison K. Uh beat, beat Allison Kay.
0: I'm going back one by one. We're not we're not that far yet. She
2: beat Oh got you. She
0: beat Philly Collins at Wrestle Major. Yeah. Um her last one on one defeat was Jalet versus Marina. Oh, and That's just a long time. And she hasn't lost a one on one, just a, she hasn't lost a women's match since the rap show. Yeah, Gangster Rap made me do it versus uh, Katie Arquette.
2: It's a long time.
0: And even if you look at it like in the women's division, Katie Arquette is the only recent blemish on her record because she did lose two in a row to her, that and Cybernetico. But she she beat Shaza McKenzie at Eyes of the Beast. She beat Katie Arquette at The Doctors Is In. She beat Lou Fisto. And you know what? I'm not leaving. And that'll take us back to 2021, where I I know she had a loss in the women's division. Her last loss in the women's division outside of Katie Arquette, Thunder Rosa, one step ahead.
2: Right. Who at that point had been AEW women's champion. No. Or was soon to be.
0: Yeah, she was soon to be. Because I believe at this time, Britt was champion.
2: I mean, either way, that's somebody who ended up getting one of the highest you know titles that you can get in wrestling. Mm-hmm. I think, I honestly, I think the move is for Joss to just go for, like, the intense title.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if we're, if we're not getting the women's title back, then, yeah, go for it. Or even I've joked before, she, uh, she goes on eBay, buys the title, and just say you're the A.I.W. Women's champ now.
2: Huh. Well, I mean, you can buy the title.
0: You can. I was I was telling that to uh, some wrestlers at Cybernetica. I was like, yeah, you can get on eBay the women's title and the intense title. You can even get the old intense title of ebay
2: yeah you can get the intense title with the biggins plates and without
0: Hmm. so because in a way i think that would be funny jocelyn just comes out like i'm champion and if uh shana basler has a problem with it she can come find me now i know she's not going to come to find her at this point but set something up
2: but then, uh, i don't i don't know lots of changes <laughs> going on at her workplace who knows
0: that is true i don't i don't i don't want to see her lose her job
2: Oh, I'm not even saying that. I'm saying who knows what what the future holds when Endeavor takes that company over. You know, people might be allowed to do outside shit. Who knows? There's no way Ooh, to know yeah, at true. this point.
0: I wasn't even thinking about that, but you also think of it. That's Shayna's old employer and her current employer.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sure there are people in that locker room who aren't real excited about this.
0: At least three of them.
2: Yeah, former former employees.
0: Oof, I would say four, but I bet you the one doesn't care.
2: Oh, if the if the if the fourth is Brock. I promise you, he doesn't care.
0: Yeah, that that was the fourth one.
2: Yeah, I don't know shit about shit. Never met that guy once in my life. Positive that guy don't care.
0: Nah, he just he just kind of wants a paycheck.
2: Uh, does the money cash? Cool.
0: I'm going to my farm. Yeah, tell me when you need me. Oh. All right,
2: let's Tell me uh when you'd like to give me more money, and I will be back for said money.
0: All right, let's move on to the next one. Next up we had Shaw Mason versus Derek Dillinger for the AIW Intense Championship. And I forgot the second half of this show, uh up until obviously the next match, there was a group behind me that were kept yelling that, you know, we want uh hard way. And it's like get, like he's in the championship match like i mean it's not going to be the main event of the show but it's definitely going to be like right before
2: so Dude, like it's like do you not remember the oh, west people yeah i
0: was about to say yeah i, I remember them
2: they would chant we want west when west was out there <laughs> they're not wrestling fans they don't know man they're yeah. just like somebody's like family and friends that show up like it's oh, those people are fine man I still remember. Wes's people. Wes's people were only bad like once or twice at Tequila Jacks because it was tight. Yeah,
0: I remember once with, uh, well when uh, Shaw debuted, because obviously like that that student show has a lot of family members. I, I, I get it, that's fine. Yeah, but they were so like rabid for him. I started trying to get people to chant "We want Wes" while Wes was out Ooh. there. But it was just I'm kind of just making a call back to the Barkley Nation. Anyway. Oh yeah. Shaw versus his derek.
2: family doing that is whatever yeah.
0: yeah look i mean it wasn't as annoying as the parkley nation but they would say it like before these first before these two matches before uh his match and i was like yeah he's like we're we're getting there we're getting there but nonetheless uh shaw mason versus derek dillinger we kind of made some references to this earlier um uh, uh with the power rangers getting into it with derek a little bit yeah
2: I don't know what they were saying, but there was a lot of back and forth with Derek and one of those guys from like the ring and Ziggy lost her shit on those dudes too. I don't know what the details of it were, but like they were clearly talking shit.
0: Well, I think it was like Derek and Ziggy talking shit. And what I remember correctly was like, they actually liked Derek by what they were saying. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's what Derek does. You could be rooting for him and he'll still talk shit to you. Throw your water Dude, like he—he don't care. He
2: is the fucking best at working a crowd. Oh god, yes. And just and just making them get fucking pissed off at him. It's fucking great to watch. It's one of my favorite things in a in a Derek match. The best Derek matches are the ones that like the fucking North Canton community day and shit, like where it's like a family crowd.
0: Because mm-hmm.
2: he gets those people like triple riled. Up. Dude, Shaw's family is such easy marks for him to do it to, and he just hit fucking is so it's it's beautiful, it's fucking fantastic.
1: Yeah,
0: there was a there was a moment in this match because this was another match that kind of went everywhere at one point where Zicky and Miss Frizzle were going at it.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was one of That's those the thing. They get they get fucking his family, man. They are passionate about Shaw's wrestling career. It's fucking great. It's great, but it gives it gives whoever's working against him like everybody should be watching what Derek does because that any match you work with Shaw you'll be able to get that out of those people. Mm-hmm. It's so good, it's so good.
0: Did it seem like they take it to heart? Because some of them, I think, kind of get it, but I I can't speak for all of them.
2: I think they probably get it. I mean, a lot of things is like wrestling's fun, man. Like if oh, you yeah. let yourself just fucking get into the story of whatever's going on wrestling is really fucking fun and like it's all kind of new to a lot of those people so they still have it still has that newness where they really get into it you know what i mean and like sometimes it's even beyond that like the people who i've seen be like the wildest like wrestling fans some of them are like old ladies and shit you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. like so what I, what, I I kinda, know,
0: I, what I mean by, like, taking it to heart, I mean, you got those people that, like, when they talk shit to wrestlers, like, it looks like they're legit about to fight. Like, they're, yeah. they're so pissed off, and they're taking it to heart. But you ha- you will have the ones that will, will get into it, but, like, they know, like, there's a line, and they won't cross it. And probably when the wrestler walks away, like, they're laughing.
2: Here's the thing, man. I always hope somebody crosses the line. That shit's funny as fuck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you want to talk about how Derek is with crowds when I see him at OCW? Like that's a, I don't care that it's right down the road from Tadmore. That's a different type of fan. And he, oh, sure. he loves getting into it with them. And I love watching him do it. Like this, is this is the same place that back, uh, in a previous version of the production, when, uh, him and Eddie only showed up, they had like a moment where they kissed each other. And of course there was a fan said the wrong word. Oh no. Yeah. I mean, of course it's going to happen at this show. Yeah. You got, uh, fucking talk shit to afterwards from uh, or uh right after he said it to like from Derek and Eddie
2: yeah you can't say that shit nope. but you can at that show
0: anyway yeah Sean Derek uh,
2: you just painted a poor picture of that promotion
0: it's not the promotion it's the people that show up that's the difference oh, it's not well, like they're going out like it was it wasn't like a bunch of them there was just one fan that tried saying it okay and of course okay. like you, you'll get some of them to try to do the same shit other times and that that shit tries they people try to stop it
2: like yeah try, don't well, do at least that it stopped yeah
0: but this is, this is also the same fan base that when the von england's were there would try to chant usa and i'm thinking hmm, how many of confederate flags at home just asking
2: uh, that's a whole different podcast summers
0: <laughs> yeah and I, I can get into it but anyway Derek versus
2: shaw dude i i put this together i admittedly am uh pretty high at times uh I but thought you were straight In edge. watching this, in, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> in watching this match, there was a moment where I was like, man, this has real like Mike Tyson's punch out vibes. <laughs> that was a note I had from this man. I'm, um,
0: I'm just picturing you watching the match and then hearing like music from Mike Tyson's punch out.
2: No, it's because like, so Shaw, like with the singlet and shit sort of looks like the little guy that you control on <laughs> Mike Tyson's punch out. And then Derek's a little bit bigger, and like the dude you always fought were a little bit bigger and more colorful. Um, colorful gear on.
0: So, oh my God. You're saying he's Little Mac.
2: Yeah. Shaw, so.
0: Shaw Mac. Yeah.
2: yeah, there you go. He can do a fucking, his next promo can be him riding a bicycle while someone <laughs> yells at him.
0: Who's going who's gonna to be the coach?
2: Oh, I don't know. Coach? Yeah, that's what I was
0: about to say, Porto Shea. God
2: dude Derek's one finisher I think it's it's called the director's chair right I think so yeah dude that sequence in this match when he hit that and then he also hit that like fucking ear clap Mm -hmm. that was really fucking cool really fucking cool and it looked cool in the replay um also I think another thing that made me think punch out was because there's that moment like when Shaw dives off the top rope and Derek just punches him
0: Shaw that was Shaw, if you're listening to this, I want you to... Now, your next shirt, and I just came out with one, but your next one needs to be a Punch-Out parody shirt. We've already seen in the world of uh, AIW someone parody uh, Dr. Mario. I think uh, you could could do a nice uh, Punch-Out one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But so, like, the Destroyer looked really fucking good. I also really dug, man. Like, when this match finished, like, both dudes sold everything through like Derek gets help to the back Mm -hmm. and like Shaw was knocked out man you know Mm -hmm. like Derek was all the way to the back before Shaw got up like this it was match of the night to me uh and uh, Shaw is like he's very fucking good and uh, Derek we've all known is very fucking
0: he's gotten so great over time too like the the work and everything he's put into his character per se is phenomenal
2: yeah i'll tell you he's untouchable working a live crowd like for who's for who's on the roster right now he's easily like him and i i mean duke is very fucking good at it too and has been for a long time but derek is like even level with him mm-hmm. at worst
0: yeah you know uh derek has a has a match this uh saturday uh in akron this saturday yeah going up against uh your boy
2: Who's my boy? Chuck the truck. Oh, shit. Chuck the truck. Yeah. Oh, man.
0: For the uh, Ohio I might Heritage have to title. A,
2: I might have to buy a ticket.
0: Might be the only one.
2: Oh, that's even <laughs> better. <laughs> that's even fucking better. Where's the show at?
0: Oh, uh, it's, it's an OCW show.
2: So what's that mean?
0: That's, I'm just saying that's the promotion it's um
2: no I know that you're saying that's the promotion I don't know where they operate out of
0: well normally they well I have to say normally but like their one main venue is right down the road from the shrine but this one is actually at a at a park Tim Tam park it's like a water, oh. water park and everything
2: oh at a water park
0: yeah the guy who uh, owns or partially owns ocW also owns the park
2: oh Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to a water park. <laughs> I don't know that Memorial Day weekend water park, that's not on my fucking life bingo card, I don't think.
0: Yeah, I'm probably missing it too, but Sam might be there. I'm not hundred percent sure, but he might be there. Members only just got announced for one of their upcoming shows. Oh. You know, they're uh, Malcolm Cambridge and Calvin G. Lewis.
2: Oh, I know, I know. I'm aware. Uh they all get they all get to work with Chuck the Truck, man. That's great for them.
0: All right. It was uh it was a Derek pinning Shaw Mason to retain the AW Intense Championship. Let's move on to the next one. Everybody's fan favorite, Matt Cardona versus Sam Holloway for the AIW Absolute Championship. I mean, do we have to get into it? Because kind of figured this was going to happen. Cardona wins, pins uh, Holloway f- for the win, but with some help, you had... Obviously, Steph DeLander. you some, had
2: some help, <laughs> yeah, some help.
0: you had Steph DeLander, you had Fonzie and you had PME like it was literally all of them pinning Sam for from... the win.
2: Yeah. So look, I don't know if because you're a fan of Cardona, you're trying to like make this not seem as miserable as it was, <laughs> but this was a dog of a fucking just never ending slog of fucking shit and it wasn't sam's fault at all i don't know i so look, look admittedly cardona is not for me mm-hmm. and not everything on the card has to be for everybody that's the great thing about wrestling is you can go to a show and to me if like half of the fucking matches are shit that i dig then i made out right like there's at least half of the show was shit that i was into mm-hmm because there's a wrestling to me is art and there's a lot of different kinds of art there's art that I don't like right Mm -hmm. um there's certain wrestling that I don't like but like I can appreciate even wrestling that I don't like uh I can appreciate it when it's really fucking good right like when it's done really well um and there are some things that admittedly even even on this past weekend at Gauntlet there are things that Cardona did fucking fantastic that he's really good at but like. He in other shit is just it's just so corny, man. Like it's just it's just like bad shtick that doesn't work and it doesn't pertain but maybe it does work. It doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. But like it's just this bad shtick that's like so obvious, like and especially like the stuff to lander part of that long-winded fucking opening to this match. Uh she all she did was like A patterned call and response that, like, nothing she said should have garnered any real, like, heat from the crowd. She was just saying words, and then people, like, because they know the pattern, just yelled back. Um, I'll give him credit during his promo part of that very long thing. um, He actually had a great joke with the Ty Dillinger joke. And then being told, no, Derek Dillinger is the one who trained. It actually pertained to AIW. It was really fucking good. As opposed to like the Deathmatch King shit. Like, there's not that. Who gives a fuck? That's from a different place, man. If you're going to work a bunch of different places, tailor your shit to the places you're at. You've been on TV, motherfucker. Come on. I don't know. But that said, Cardona does shit that I would never expect somebody at his level to come into indies and do like some of the bumps that dude takes other dudes that are at his level or even dudes who've been released that are below his level as far as like success wouldn't come in and do them fucking bumps Mm -hmm. so I give him credit for that shit man um I just think the whole shtick is kind of whatever man but this was one of the fucking best matches I've seen uh Holloway have like he did really good shit in this match but it was long um but it felt, I think part of why it felt long was just all that drawn out shit at the beginning.
0: Do you want me to make you hate that joke? I don't want to say hate it, but you're going to have less respect for it. Why? I heard him say the same joke on the podcast. Oh, he's somebody, is- he's somebody that sometimes like jokes, quote unquote, he uses in promos. I have heard him either. They've said he've said it on Twitter or said it on the podcast. So it's like, for me, I was like, "Yeah, like I, I've heard that joke,
2: but what specifically about Holloway?"
0: Yes, well, not Holloway, but of uh, Derek Ty Dillinger joke. Like, he, okay, I think it was along the words of uh, the version he used before was like he wasn't even trained by the good Dillinger.
2: Oh, uh, either way, it showed that that dude came in and whether he had it pre-written or not, at some point, spent enough time analyzing what goes on at aiw to make like a semi-informed joke about it yeah so that's like some effort it's just man the whole thing just just oh fucking it's just corny but that said the crowd was fucking into it people boo him and shit i don't get again i don't get what they're booing I. I
0: well I, it, I it goes back to what what i was saying earlier about the his family in that section like yeah they're they're going to be into it booing this guy.
2: Yeah, uh, cuz the the crowd was k- pretty hot. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like booing him and cheering Sam, so like it whatever it is it worked. It's just it's not for me, man. But I think Sam had a really good showing in this fucking match. Like I really liked that he pulled like a fucking noggin knockers early on when he caught uh Alfonso and Steph on the ramp. Yeah. That was good. That was like a, a nice throwback to like fucking old WWF wrestling. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. Uh, also, we
0: got to kind of kind of got to mention. I forget where it happened earlier in the show where uh, that that ramp kind of took some hits. Not, yeah, not to where it was going to break like the last time we were in the East Lake, but uh, there were there were there's two parts of that ramp like right by the ring where it was like, uh all it's going to take is the wrong move or the wrong person walking over and just bam collapse. Luckily it didn't happen
2: during Dom's match. I couldn't see clearly. And I just heard the wood snap and it was like the door or whatever, but I thought it was the ramp again. (laughs) I had no clue until I could see like a like a minute later. I was like, Oh, okay. I see what happened.
0: The one thing about Cardona is for me, it's not even about like the journey we're on. It's like, who is going to be the person to beat him? And we'll, kind of get to that later
2: oh yeah I think that has now been determined very determined uh so yeah man like I don't know Uh, the Cardona stuff like I said he takes some fucking bumps man Mm -hmm. like he he takes some fucking bumps it's the dude gives you a fucking show when he shows up Mm -hmm. you know uh even if the gimmick he's playing is that he's trying not to um I don't know My, my only other issue other than the beginning was just took, they felt, just felt forever long, just like for fucking ever long was like, what's the, what's the deal with the, the, like make sense of the match for me. So this is a no disqualification match. No, cause that wasn't announced. So it's not a no disqualification match. So, so we have that established. It's a regular match, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So that means like, if somebody interferes, Cardona would get disqualified, but then, well, Holloway doesn't win the belt that way. So I can see the logic at some point of like, you don't call shit of interference because of that. Right. And at the end of the day, yes, this is all just pretend fights that people are having, but Mm -hmm. there's like established rules to these pretend fights that like make it make sense. Right. Oh, well,
0: well, hold on. Uh, if you go back and rewatch it I'm not saying this is what happened but there was something that I caught before one of these matches I feel like it was this one where they said it was up to referee discretion
2: oh okay
0: so So that could kind of mean like ah these two are going so crazy I'm throwing out the rule book
2: so if it's at referee discretion then that means one of two things either Charles Band did not choose uh to call anything or kick anyone out of ringside area um because he didn't want to or what is that the story that you're saying is that he just decided he decided that it was what whatever's whatever's whatever
0: all i'm gonna say is who was the referee for the money shot match
2: yeah, that's, all I'm so gonna that's say. the thing, right? <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, right? So it starts to look like there's two options. Either he's like a dog shit bad referee or something's afoot.
0: I think uh, somebody might want to be uh, taking care of uh, this referee before absolution.
2: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know nothing. I just, I just knew, like, as I was watching this match, I was like, because, like, you know, Jake Clemens, there would have been like the Orlando windup <laughs> and throwing people out. like. Yep. Tom Dunn would have just like fought a motherfucker
0: (laughs) joke slammed a bitch.
2: Um, Yeah. But he just kind of let whatever be whatever. And then like the, like the breakfast club photo for a pin, like a dog pile pin and he counted it. I just, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense within the realm of the pin was really where it put it over the top for me where I was like, okay, well I will.
0: PME realized they couldn't get Papa Pepperoni recognized as a referee. Yeah, so they, I saw. They, I saw
2: Papa Pep was there. Maybe you know.
0: So they had to get. They had to find a referee on the inside, and there was only one option
2: left. Oh well, maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't know what's afoot. Maybe he's just really bad at refereeing. Who knows? It could be. Like I said, there's either something afoot or he's the really bad referee.
0: So yeah, it was uh, Cardona pinning Sam Holloway or technically cardona steph delander pme and fonzie um, yeah. pinning Don't sam, fonzie. pinning sam holloway for the win
2: dude fonzie went in on them low blows yeah like you only have to give one he went to town man
0: all right it's time to get into the main event of the evening the actual gauntlet for the gold match Ooh. here we go uh I have the order that everybody got in. I did not record eliminations. I can only do so much, but sure. Entry number one, Joshua Bishop. Entry number two, Dominic Guarini. So we're starting off with two AIW guys, uh, two home you know homegrown guys, and uh, I, I liked this start for the Gauntlet. And this was in my mind like two potential winners.
2: Oh yeah, it was. It was pretty clear to me like right out the gate it was going to be a long night for those two because mm-hmm. i it didn't i didn't see them getting eliminated early you know what i mean yeah yeah
0: entrant number three kaplan someone who i i would have had on my top lot five list of potential winners
2: yeah funny how like in the first three you've got three dudes who would instantly be like oh yeah he could win
0: then you had entrant number four chuck stone
2: Right? Maybe not. Which, a little bit, little bit longer shot, but I mean, every year there's somebody who kind of like outdoes expectations. Eric Taylor was that dude last year. Mm-hmm. Um, So, Chuck Stone seemed like a big candidate for that.
0: And if he was still a long shot to win, still the moment that the four men you have in the ring are Bishop, Dom, Kaplan, and Chuck Stone. When they're like trading chops. Yeah. Like- No pun intended, that was a big moment.
2: Yeah, that was good. Entrant
0: number five, Tyson Riggs.
2: The first, like, so, like, this match, I'm gonna, I'll put up front, this is, I think this is probably my favorite gauntlet match ever for AIW. And it's, it like ranks in in my favorite, like, Rumble style matches of all time. This match was paced so well, where it put, like, the right people in the right places at the right times to like carry a story through this match that was so fucking good. This moment was amazing. I loved it.
0: Yeah, it was a uh, Tyson Riggs, I think, was the first one eliminated.
2: Yeah. 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 And he yeah, got I'm he got beat sure. the fuck up. Yeah. I love it. It was great.
0: Kinda to touch on what you said, I I think I liked last year's Gone a little bit more. There were and this isn't a knock on this one, there was there were like more surprises last year. And they were like AIW faithful type of surprises. What like, the fuck were the ones this year, Summers? No, no. I'm saying there were more of those last year. And it wasn't like, oh, we got we got a big name surprise like no, like they hit a little bit harder for me last year.
2: Oh, not me, man. Last year. And
0: last year you big, you had a big one.
2: I had Dick Justice, man. That was the fucking best. Mm-hmm. Uh but there were th- this year overshadowed man. Dick is the best, but man, this year kind of overshadows, uh, that a little bit, I think just with the, the amount of solid surprises and the way they were paced through the show. Uh, I think it, I think it just hit a little different for me. It hit a little better. It was great to see Dick justice back last year. I hope we see Dick justice again in the future. Uh, but man, this year, I don't know. This year's really fucking good. Who's next? Who comes in next? The Duke. Who was in there for a long fucking time? Long night for the Duke.
0: Man, could you imagine like Duke winning it? And then a Duke versus Cardona for the title?
2: Uh it would be a promo nightmare for Cardona.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh before we get to entry number seven, where I was sitting, if I looked by the curtain uh, that was dividing the locker room and, and the main area, sometimes there were certain things I could see. I mm-hmm. kind of had this one spoiled for me kind of, but I wasn't hundred percent sure because I actually thought it it was somebody we might have seen we might see later but jerry a i w superstar A-I-W-J. Jerry I don't remember how long he lasted, but that was uh, that was still was, a fun moment
2: he was in there for a minute like he didn't go out immediately i I think he's in for like two or three entrants
0: yeah entrant number eight. Marion Fontaine the streak
2: lives fuck yeah Marion Fontaine Fontaine was in there for a long time too
0: there's there's a moment later on that I love seeing but we'll we will get to it Uh, also uh, going actually no I got to we got to get to some more there's something with the Duke that I remember that happened later but the the, two of the people that uh, happen or there aren't in yet Uh, entrant number nine Brian Carson
2: Yeah, he was in it.
0: Entrant number 10, Malcolm Cambridge.
2: Yes, he was also in it.
0: Entrant number 11, Mikey Montgomery.
2: And he was also in it. (laughs) Mikey rolling solo, sort of.
0: Oh, yeah, he had had, him and Duke were a little bit together.
2: Sort of, yeah. yeah.
0: Entrant number 12, Shaw Mason.
2: Yeah, long night for Shaw Mason.
0: Entrant number 13, Elijah Dean. This. This is kind of like the moment where, or right around this time, or when you have him in and you have Mikey in, there was a moment they were in opposite corners fighting whoever. And then in this other corner, you had the Duke and Dom was like, why don't, why are you going to help your boy? And he's pointing over to Elijah Dean. He's like, no, I got, I got Mikey over here. And he was like, no, 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 you you got him. Go help him. So there's this moment where the Duke's caught in the middle.
2: Another thing I'm talking about with how nice this fucking was paced out and like how these spots fucking hit, right? Mm -hmm. Because there is, there's like little stories going through each part of this fucking match. It's so good. This match is so good.
0: Later on, when uh, Elijah Dean eliminates Mikey, he throws him through the Steve guy's little uh, table. Yeah. And I'm telling you, the, the canvas on this table might as well have just moved aside because like he went itch right through like zero
2: give Uh-oh. just boom oh yeah i couldn't see it from where i was
0: yeah i hope uh uh-huh. i hope mikey's all right uh entrant number 14 calvin g lewis
2: oh so now we've got a whole tag team in too
0: entrant number 15 we hear the That's sound yeah we hear the sounds a phantom of the opera and that can only be Potentially one of two people, but why would it be? Well, I, I would say why would it be one, not the other, because both member people that use this theme are retired. Uh, then we have, we eventually see a hand, and along with that hand, there's a little bit of a cape, and we know who it is. It's Magnum CK.
2: Yeah, fuck it is.
0: I'll I'll say this too. I wasn't spoiled, but he rejoined Twitter a day or so before at the Magnum CK and he followed wrestling cheers. And in my head, it's like, Oh, this is pretty close to the gauntlet. I could see him working the gauntlet and, you know, being safe and, you know, not injuring anything. I mean that that can be worked around. Right. But Magnum could just be rejoining Twitter. Sure. I've, I've seen shit like that. Just people come back, but yeah, he's bad. He's back.
2: Yeah, dude. It's so good. Uh, I love that so many people <laughs> at ringside, Uh, had no fucking clue that he was going to take their hats and throw them, (laughs) just like back in the beginning when nobody knew that's what was about to fucking happen to them. Uh, It was so good. Dude, that crowd popped so fucking hard for Magnum CK. It was amazing. I was so fucking happy. Just fucking ecstatic.
0: A few notes on that. Uh, I was the last hat.
2: Oh, I know. And Pam caught your hat.
0: Which I I was happy. It went to somebody I knew, not like, oh, shit, now I got to go try to grab my hat. I was like,
2: "Cool." Let me tell you, let me tell you a story about the badass little AIW kids. So, Magnum grabs your hat and throws it through the fucking air, and it lands like right in Pam's hands. And this little kid comes around the corner from like the other side, over by the the entrance ramp. Mm-hmm. This little little blonde kid in a red jacket fucking swings around the corner, and he's like, "I'll take that!" Like, it tried to fucking steal Jesus. your hat.
0: My hat's not even gonna fit on his fucking head.
2: <laughs> he didn't give a fuck, I know. man. But uh
0: I, I talked with Magnum after the show and he said he told me he felt bad for throwing my hat because he knew the last one had to go the farthest. And I was yeah. like, I was like, you threw it to Pam. So like it, it worked out perfectly. You threw it to someone I knew. So uh, yeah. also and like he he did put it on Twitter, I think he did, where he talked about how he wasn't sure if he was going to get a reaction because when the music hits there's no reaction but it was because we didn't know who was walking out
2: right well there's that piece of it there's you don't know who's walking out and that music starts really quiet like the same thing sort of happens with the next surprise where like it takes a second for people to realize what's going on but like dude as soon as the arm comes through the curtain with the with the fucking, the cape on, with the mm-hmm. robe on. Yeah. Instantly, the crowd's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah. It, and then I had a I had a great moment with him afterwards, like when I was talking to him, for those who know or don't know, like when Magnum was around, he was always posting uh, these photos from wrestling shows, like I'm at wrestling and so can you. A little over a year ago, I decided to borrow that and do it on TikTok, where I'd be like, I'm at wrestling and so can you, and like show wherever I'm at. And it was always a homage to him. And even like in most of the videos, I will put hashtag CK. There's a handful that I just forgot, but it was always this thing. And like, he does follow me on TikTok and he, he enjoys to see like that thing live on. So I was yeah. like, dude, I got to do one with you. Cause like at this point shows over and I'm like, I've always wanted to do one with him where he's an Easter egg somewhere in the video. So I do the thing after the show. I'm like, I'm at wrestling and I turn around and you can see the, the ring behind us. And, you know, there's being taken, taken apart and Magnum's there and he's like, dude, show's over. And I'm like, oh, no, well, I was. So it's like if anybody who knew Magnum and saw him pop up, it's like,
2: ah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, yeah, I had to, I had to have that moment with him and we might be seeing him back.
2: I I, I heard, I heard some whispers. Yes. Heard some, some, some whispers. I, I couldn't speak to anything I may have heard. I didn't get to, I didn't get to talk to him. Like by the time I saw him after the show, he was in the middle of talking to, uh, another one of the wrestlers, like off on the other side of the building. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, ah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go bother him. It was good to see him back, man. Super good to see him back. Super excited. Uh, hopefully next time he's in, if there's a next time, uh, there's advanced notice so I can bring my fucking magnum ck figure to get signed which you too could have a magnum ck figure at some point uh, i think that dude's gonna do another run of them so
0: that would that would be nice to see i wanted one but money's not always the best so i skipped on That's it true. for now
2: but they're dope they're just the cool little like galoob style wcw toy but magnum mm-hmm. ck they're fucking cool
0: that dude is in the uh major wrestling figure podcast patreon group and then he posted something about the figure and like as a joke i was like didn't that guy go to wcw <laughs> kind of like making reference when he when he retired and he yeah. was like oh no like he just he was a local guy and i'm like no dude i'm i'm referring to when he retired <laughs> he did the wcw thing he's like oh my bad
2: yeah 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 so yeah no man. that was that was a great surprise fucking huge surprise uh It was very good to see Magnum CK in a wrestling ring again.
0: Yes. And uh, going back to what I was saying earlier, there was a a moment that I really enjoyed, and the first person to uh, go up against Magnum was Marion Fontaine.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I hope this means that Magnum's back at old.
0: Here's the thing we got to remember, too, with with Magnum's schedule. Um, Yeah. He has other things, and I think he's going to continue to do those. Oh, yeah, yeah. But... It sounds like in the conversation I had with him he he wants to do wrestling but select places. And I wouldn't be sure. surprised if it's just AIW here and there and just Old and Old pretty much is just here and there.
2: Right, Old is like fucking four shows a year maybe.
0: Yeah. And you
2: And, you, and they don't book the same people on all four shows.
0: Yeah, I would think I don't know if he's on the the show next month for Old but I would hope I
2: would I would expect extravaganza maybe yeah,
0: I was about to say extravaganza is the one I wouldn't see him going to Indiana and I wouldn't see him going to Detroit especially that Detroit show is on a Thursday I, right. I'd love to go to that show
2: but it's a and I'm fucking sure Thursday be, uh, the community days for whatever fucking town that is maybe again
0: I'm still upset that I missed the one with MJF
2: it was great
0: because to see like this other version quote-unquote of him yeah. I think would have been interesting.
2: Yeah, he was like a golfer.
0: Yeah. It's, I would, would you say it's a little bit ish, like Danhausen? Like, yeah, like Danhausen and his old character are similar, but there's still some differences to the same thing with MJF.
2: Yeah, it was, it was very similar. Like, it was basically him wearing different clothes.
0: And I still, I love the story that you told me, I believe it was, that he kept trying to play it off that he wasn't him.
2: And when he was in character and old, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like you saw him like in between stuff and he's like, oh, like my, my grandfather out here or whatever comment it was. It's like, oh, that's that's fun. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's get on through this because we're, we're at the halfway mark. Entry number 16, uh, Zach Nystrom, or uh, what did you what do you like to call him?
2: Gardner Minshew, which was actually my uh, gauntlet for the cache number was 16. So he didn't win me any money.
0: Uh, entrant number 17, Austin James.
2: He also didn't win me any money
0: entry number number, entry number 18 vic vice and here we uh we did have a callback from yeah. that pre-show match like vic came gunning for austin james
2: yeah dude he came out with some fire it was good it was real good and that's another one of those things that like just kept the momentum of this match going you know what i mean like you had like the big Magnum pop, and then you have somebody come out, and somebody else come out, and then the next guy that comes out, it starts this whole new little arc in the in the flow of the match. It, this match was done so well, man. I'm just I'm so fucking.
0: Entry number nineteen, Filthy Tom Lawler, Bone Job. <laughs> Entry number twenty, Wes Barkley.
2: who I actually there was a part of me who really thought that coming in at the, you know that late in, I really thought maybe this was the. This was the time for Wes. Well, when I had... Turns out it was not,
1: but...
0: When I had Wes on last week, he brought up a good point that he's been the only person in singles competition to pin Cardona.
2: That's an interesting point he brings up.
0: So I thought, he pulls this off, he's got a big story going into Absolution. No. Spoiler alert, that's not what happened.
2: No. No, that didn't happen at all.
0: Entrant number 21, Derek Dillinger.
2: Also... That lead in seemed like a real good possibility.
0: Yes, entrant number twenty-two, Arthur MacArthur, eliminated pretty
2: quickly. Do we know if it was the record?
0: Uh, according to Clemens, uh, Arthur beat Clemens' record because Clemens had a pretty uh, quick elimination. Actually, no. The record is Fontaine last year. Has to be. He went right in. Katie and Jocelyn closed him right out, and before the music was over. Or they didn't even have a chance to, like, turn it off. He His feet hit the floor, and he's like, all right,
2: back to the back. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Artie was in for, like, just a skosh longer.
0: Yeah, just a little bit, but. Uh.
2: Yeah, but not, not Artie's day, man. Not Artie's day.
0: Entrant number 23, Pretty Boy Smooth.
2: Yeah. I feel like there's a story coming.
0: Entrant number 24, Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham.
2: Fuck yeah, it was. Dr.
0: Deathmatch himself, Dr. Dan.
2: It was so good to see Dan back.
0: This was one that I had conversations with somebody and I said, I wanted, I was, I was in a way, I don't say I wanted, but I was pushing for Frankie to get a spot in this college months ago. And they were like, I'm pushing for Dr. Dan. And I was like, okay, that means it's probably going to happen. So as soon as the music hit, my eyes darted to Pam. And her reaction, it took a couple seconds. And if I'm correct, she about started crying. If she didn't cry.
2: Uh, I am not at liberty to speak to what Pam well, may or may not have done upon hearing Dr. Dan's music.
0: Tears That's of not joy. My place
2: to, not, not my place <laughs> to speak on whether or not someone may have cried um, when Dan's music hit. That's not my business to speak on
0: potentially tears of joy
2: yeah yeah i mean i think there were a number of people fighting the back some happy tears probably
0: this is the first time we've seen dr dan since 2020
2: yeah which got a big win oh in his last match yeah yeah Yeah.
0: i don't remember the match off hand but it was like a four-way
2: he got a win a bunch of us got covid it was this whole thing (laughs)
0: yeah i was not there I enjoyed the show from uh, Charlie Butter's uh, living room. Yeah. So yeah, big moment. It was, if I'm correct, he kind of like what you said, he initially uh, had a thing with PB.
2: Yeah, Pick it, picking up kind of where he left off. The only thing that Dan was missing was pulling a pamphlet. I oh,
0: thought, did he?
2: I thought he did bring
0: a pamphlet, yeah.
2: Oh, I missed it. God damn it. I got to watch it on the replay then.
0: I was going to say like the one thing that we kind of missed was the segue but i would say obviously because how the ramp set up it would have been harder but also what we were talking about how that ramp was towards the end might have yeah. been a better beneficial that he didn't have it
2: well I, you know i talked to dan for a minute and he said he tried to charge it and it's just fucked it just doesn't hold a charge anymore.
0: nonetheless uh you would say like he didn't, he didn't need it need it no much like much no, like he
2: didn't need it at all
0: much like magnet you just you just need to come out
2: yeah yeah man, it was so fucking good to see Dan in an AIW ring.
0: Between this gauntlet and last year's, can you imagine being an outside person and like people are going nuts over these people? Like uh for this year uh Jerry, Dr. Dan, uh Magnum CK last year, Dick Justice, um Gary the King Baller, um there were I know there were more.
2: There was that one guy that you were all fucking bananas about that was like from a time when I didn't really attend AIW. What was his? Ben Boone? Yeah, that guy.
0: I was, I, was, I feel like I was bigger for a Gary the King baller. That's the one that hardcore popped me. But I could, like, if, if you're just this outside fan, it's just like, am I supposed to know who this person is?
2: Dude, to me, that's like a draw. Like, one of the things when I first started coming to AIW, um, like when I started coming back all the time that drew me in was like, there were people who I didn't know who they were, but other people were real into them Mm -hmm. and it made me like get into them. You know, like there was, there was a little bit of that, like in the, in the beginning of like, I knew who some people on the card were, but I didn't know who other people were. And you kind of figure it out as you go. That shit's cool to me. Like, Mm -hmm. if I show up to a place where I don't know anything about anything and somebody comes out and everybody loses their shit like it's the biggest thing that's ever happened, I instantly want to know a whole lot about whoever the fuck that just was that came out. Because how did I not know about a thing that a bunch of people are this fucking excited about?
0: Okay, here here are all the surprises we had last year at uh, Gauntlet for the Gold in in the match itself. Because there were two outside of the gauntlet itself and that was the fuckets and brit baker right but uh i actually guess this one one of them wasn't a uh i'm going by like this graphic that i created last year uh i have fontaine considered a surprise but i guess he's not but you had ben boone gary the king baller dick justice manders big twan tucker and cpa
2: that is a lot of surprises
0: Mm -hmm. i forgot cpa like we talked about like all the ones off the top of our head. I totally forgot about
2: CPA. Me too.
0: Because that was one, like, as soon as he came out. Because, like, his music was just a little bit different. As soon as he came out, Eruption. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, entrant number 25 is Ziggy Heim.
2: Yeah, Ziggy gets a run in the gauntlet.
0: Now we're going to notice a pattern. And I hope this gets explained. Entrant number 26, Marino Tanaglia.
2: Oh, before we get into this, I just want to say that uh, Dom hits Ziggy at one point so hard he sent her to the Shadow Realm, <laughs> and then just looks at the front row and shrugs, like, "Eh, sorry, she's in here." Yeah, Shadow Realm. Can't, okay, let's get into yeah. the, let's get into the cheating. This is why you didn't get surprises because the, all these spots had to be. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this whole crew. Entrant
0: number 26, like I said, Marino Tenaglia. Entrant number 27, Philly Collins. Entrant number 28, Steph DeLander. And at this point, I actually say something to um, people by me. I think I know who the next person's going to be, and I say it. But uh, initially, I think I'm wrong. Entrant number 29, we hear Matt Justice's music, which would have been a great moment. But I, even I was kind of like, uh this could still be somebody else and it was Bill Alfonso.
2: It was. It was Fonzie. Now, fun fact, at that point, uh, because nobody was saying like entrant 28, they were just Steve was just saying like next. Um yeah. at some point he stopped saying like what number it was, and I got off track. And I thought that Steph DeLander was twenty-nine. Uh, and that, that and that, that last number was 30. And I was like, oh man. So they played off fucking justice. And the last entrant is Fonzie. So at that point, I'm thinking that somebody in that ring at that moment is winning the gauntlet and I'm like, oh man, so this is interesting. And then
0: before we get to 30, can we talk about bell Alfonso eliminating himself?
2: Sure. He's not the first person I've seen eliminate himself from a Royal rumble slash gauntlet for the gold. Uh, but it seemed like probably the best move for Fonzie at that point. All <laughs> probably right. a smart move. But he never left ringside either, so I don't know if he knew he was eliminated. Sometimes I feel like Fonzie just does whatever, and people are like, <laughs> all right, cool. We've watched
0: Fonzie long enough that I, I, that's what I think he does. Like, yeah, whatever.
2: Yeah, man, sometimes like having Fonzie on your side is not as much of a help as you would think it is. He, he regularly helps your opponent. sometimes like oh yeah i did that shit and i had fonzie with me (laughs) like it's extra like a extra difficulty level (laughs) like
0: sometimes it's intentional (laughs) okay entrant number 30 if you had asked me before the show i would have said this because no offense john thorne i don't believe all the bullshit you tell me on that podcast i think some sometimes yes i think that you are right and sometimes i think yeah you could be telling me the truth but maybe you're hiding something one of my
2: favorite. That's his, li- that's his job. That is his
0: job. Yes, one of my favorite lines from uh, Scarface is, "I always tell the truth, even when I lie." <sniffs> kind of felt like that.
2: Entrant number thirty. Making movies.
0: None other than the return of the problem, Isaiah Broner.
2: The fucking best.
0: And uh, shout outs to Pat. I don't know if this was intentional or not. He'll tell me. Which also shout out to Pat for telling me that there was audio issues on last week's podcast because. Uh, the main track had uh, was only in the left channel, my bad. But uh, um, there was this delay, and if you're going to have it for number thirty like that, and it's going to be like a surprise, like that's the best because yeah. I'm sitting there in my head thinking of uh, the game fun, and I'm like okay, yeah. like I'm waiting for this to start, and then like the first note hits, and I'm like fuck yes, and at this point, this was my pick.
2: Well, of course it's your pick at the moment he comes out number thirty. Come on. Mm, more on what that. <clears throat> nost- what is it, nost- You don't get no fucking Nostradamus points for calling it when he gets to- when he comes through the curtain. Come on, man.
0: Uh, more on that later.
2: <laughs> Come on, dude. I'll tell you one thing. I love Hey, fucking awesome. Uh, again, the pacing of this match and the storytelling and everything they did with it is fucking fantastic right down to Bronner being number 30 mm-hmm. and coming in and everything that happens from that point uh i love that they actually had a buzzer
0: i think they oh no i'll say they only had the buzzer the one i know no there was other times uh because of the first time there was no countdown steve didn't wasn't keeping yeah. track but after that point uh he did have his stopwatch going
2: yeah 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 yeah. the first one didn't have a countdown which was weird but like it had the buzzer. And then after that there was countdown and buzzer. That is like the key piece. It's such a little thing, but it's such a key piece to make that match like feel right. Is yeah. You need that buzzer going off.
0: Okay. Uh we got to the final four. Derek Dillinger, Filthy Tom Lawler, and Joshua Bishop. Which obviously all I would say potential winners in my mind, but definitely like had uh, a reason or could have made a great uh, main event for absolution against Cardona, any one of these four, there's a story to be told one way or another.
2: Sure. Also let's not brush over the fact that when he comes in, he eliminates all those Cardona folks.
0: Yep. And kind of like even earlier with the reference for Dillinger almost seemed to set something up.
2: Right, right, right.
0: Cause you know, if Derek wins, it's like, Oh, okay. You know, now, now Derek gets kind of to, Clap back at Cardona. Now it's like, oh, like I'm I'm not even the good one. Okay. Uh, but we end up getting down to the final two: Derek Dillinger versus Isaiah Broner. And uh what was Isaiah Broner eliminating Derek Dillinger yeah. to win the Gauntlet for the Gold 16. Now, I said something earlier about uh, more on that later about my pick. Well, yeah. at the beginning of the year we did this nice little uh mystery pick. Of who we thought was going to win Gauntlet for the Gold and then also j but going over who we thought was going to win Gauntlet, uh, for the four or the five people we had on the show, Ed said Matt Cardona. Okay. Pam said Derek. Okay. You said Wes Barkley.
2: Oh, see, I, back then I thought it might be Wes's year.
0: Me and Butter said Broner.
2: So you were right then. <laughs> yeah. But it, you made it when you just talked about it. You were like, "Oh, well, he came out, and then I knew he was going to win." Well, fuck yeah! So did everybody else. <laughs> when he comes out thirty, well, I did have
0: a conversation. I can, like I
2: can see uh, the angle that where where you could piece together, like, "Oh, Derek might win." the The plausibility of it—that's the point of how good the storytelling was in this. It did come down to that, and it was very close to it being Derek.
1: I'll say you know, that, it I'll, was,
2: I'll it was say was this. All with, done very well.
0: I'll say this with Bruno. Like I said, like I hadn't been believing everything that. We- Thorne's been telling us sure um
2: it's wrestling you shouldn't
0: th- that's, that's fine. part of it but what i was comparing it to in my mind was m- my first gauntlet for the gold was okay. in was in 2012 uh forget what number but the big surprise was entrant number 30 it was a returning from injury johnny gargano johnny didn't wrestle much from gauntlet to abso And when, uh, if I'm correct, when he came out, there was only one other person in the ring and that was Tim Donst. So all he had to do was eliminate Tim Donst, which didn't necessarily take much from him because he was like dealing with a back injury. I was figuring the same thing of you could have Broner come in at 30 and not do anything to aggravate, uh, his injury.
2: Sure. Sure.
0: He did more than what Cargano did. I will say that.
2: Oh, he did. He did a lot. Yeah. He, I mean, he was in there, dude. It's it's so good. Like that's a great match.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's a fucking great match.
0: And I think the story you have with Cardona, uh, not Cardona, but with Broner going up against Cardona at Abso, there there's a nice story there. And I I'd love to see Broner become absolute champion. In in a perfect world, Hell yeah. In a perfect world, though, this is what I really wanted to see. And this was like me thinking last year, so before. Uh, even before Cardona dropped the title and Bishop was like the main guy, I wanted to see if we were to go back to the old formula of when Gauntlet and j were, you have Bishop win Gauntlet, you have Broner win j then you go into Absolution, Josh loses to Cardona, but you have Broner cash in on him and just fucking squash him.
2: Right. Yeah. Don't math out like that anymore, though.
0: Oh yeah. So yeah, it doesn't. But hey, Isaiah Broner wins gauntlet for the gold sixteen. Uh, after the match, you did have uh, Cardona try to uh, attack him. He was not successful. And there's this nice little uh, picture that I took. Uh, just or even just image of Broner in the ring with the absolute title holding it up.
2: Yeah, that's a good look. That's what they should do.
0: So kind of like what we were saying earlier about this story with cardona if cardona loses to broner i think it'll be all worth it
2: yeah i mean so the whole thing that that was originally there with him and josh kind of got fucked up by injury and and bullshit right Mm -hmm. um but this is a great second act to get that same kind of rub for another guy on the roster uh with broner uh going up against cardona it's so good and it's i think it's been pretty clear for a minute that like he was he was a guy who who was at that point he was ready he was like top tier dude uh, oh yeah and dude <laughs> it's it's gonna be fucking bananas when he wins it's gonna be real loud in that building
0: I, i'm curious to how see how that match is gonna pan out obviously we'll we will wait to see that in uh july
2: yeah i would imagine it has to be some kind of stipulation match or something um I'm sure we'll see as we get there. Oh,
0: God. You know what I want to see? But like, I don't know if I don't, (laughs) I don't know if uh, we will see it. Tell me though. Yeah, I will. Just wait. Cage match.
2: Oh yeah. They do have that cage. They, they, they got now
0: and we know it fits in Akron.
2: We do. We do. But do you burn out the cage that quick man? Like just like, Oh, we have a cage. So run a bunch of cage matches. I don't know.
0: The only reason I would say that it, kind of needs to be used is because one of cardona's ways to winning is he has all those people on the outside yeah and they're they're and which granted we've we, we've seen they could climb over but i don't know
2: that's um, like two shows in a row in akram with a cage though true i don't know they do have a cage though i mean it's not like a guarantee that an absolution broader wins true you know, maybe it's maybe it's a, maybe that ain't the story. You know, but dude, I'm I'm excited. Like I said, I I I thought every, going out of this show, it set up AIW in a fucking really cool place heading into Absolution. Mm-hmm. There's there's a whole bunch of stuff like heading into the summer that's very interesting, and I to me that's one of the things that is different about AIW than other indie wrestling. Is there really is, like, like you would watch on fucking TV wrestling on, you know, in the history of, you know, wrestling being on television. There's been stories, right? AIW is one of the few indies that really, like, does that and does it well. Does it in a way that doesn't feel like a hokey regional wrestling promotion doing stories.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, they they just keep it good and it makes sense. And it's one of the things that I think draws a lot of people in day and that's why i said the layout of that replay of the show sets that kind of piece of it up so well it's done so fucking good i can't say enough good about it
0: i mean what i'm what i'm hoping to see between broner and cardona uh there was one match cardona's had that i thought he was gonna lose and that was against pro jpro there were moments in that match the way everything was set up where it seems so likely that that was they were going to actually have Cardona lose to j Pro for the title. Mm-hmm. I hope the same thing, but opposite of that of to where there are moments in this match we think Cardona has it, but we're surprised. And then we, we get that ending of Broner winning. And I've always said, too, just because something might seem to be predictable, number one doesn't mean it is predictable. But number two, it also means that that's not, it's not a bad thing. Because the story at the end of the day, if, let's say, Broner wins. That's a good story.
2: Yeah, and if he doesn't, depending on where you go from there, it's still a very good story. Could mm-hmm. ultimately be that same story, just maybe you know, kicking the can down the 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 path a little bit.
0: And we we still have you know two months before Abso. There's stuff that's going to happen, and we we can't forget too. Uh, if there is an issue with some of the outside people for Cardona. Jocelyn does have a, a victory over Stefan She does. So that can always come back into play one way or another.
2: But yeah, I mean, uh Brona's got friends. Oh, hmm Ooh. I would
0: love to see uh, Death Threat Army show up.
2: Which is I not know. I'm just saying I'm just saying, you know, if somebody's gonna cheat, I'm sure he will be able to find people yeah. who uh would be willing to have his back.
0: All right. That's uh that's pretty much the show. Any uh final thoughts or last minute plug before we go?
2: I mean, I cannot say enough how much I fucking like this show and people should really do yourself a favor and go out of your way and watch the version that's up on fight plus right now. It is fucking really well done. Uh, can't say enough good shit about it. Uh, this is really fucking good. Really, really, good. uh, as far as like personal plugs or anything, I, I, I do, I allegedly do a podcast called super fantastic. Uh, There are old episodes up. You should just go listen to those because who knows when there'll be a new one because I'm doing too many things at once, but the podcast will be back with new episodes at some point.
0: And uh, before I get into my plugs, I want to publicly announce that this is the last review that I will do of AIW going forward. There has been some request for have IW guide to do reviews, and I've kind of had this embargo on... Me only doing be the only person that does previews and reviews of AIW, and it's basically basically because when I first started, I was the only one. And having other people, especially like people I know locally, come in and do it, I always felt just I don't know, just unnecessary, like do something else. But uh sense that the show will be ending at some point soon, decided to step away from doing uh reviews. I will still do previews for AIW shows until the end, but yeah, um, Stacy gets to be the final person to do a review.
2: It's oh, fucking cool. I'm, I'm glad that I was on this show. Um,
0: And we got to cover, think, we got to cover one of the annual best shows of the year.
2: Yeah, man. And honestly, one of the best gauntlet for the golds I've ever, it's my favorite gauntlet for the gold as, as of current. Uh, so very fitting show to, to end this kind of thing on. Uh, also, I'm sure that there will be plenty of, really good review shows from uh, Goldstein and Marcy and Butters and the crew over there.
0: Yes. So um, they will be covering this show last I knew next week. Uh, That could have changed. I know they schedule episodes a little bit differently than I do, but uh, I I had it open for them to also cover it this week, but uh, they said they had someone else scheduled. So if everything works out, yeah, that'll, that'll be them next week. And yeah, if anybody else wants to cover AIW reviews, go ahead, have fun. Uh, but hey, if you want to find me, I'm at J Summers 330 on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Hive, much like you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers email, if you so choose to desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And let's go over those places that you can listen to this show where you can rate, review, and subscribe. That would be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean. RestAndCheers.Podbean.com. And in the show notes, there is a link, tree link to all of them. Check out our podcast friends, such as Hiya Bussy, Super Fantastic Podcast, The Indie Cast, So Network, Biff Radio, Game Marks Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, Power Driver Podcast, Fully Posable, Positively Pro Wrestling, Indie Wrestling Guide, If You Catch My Grift, At Odds with Wrestling, Marks with Mics, Juggalo Rewind, X Over, This Ends at Prom and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Danger Zone Video in Juliet, Tennessee, Heart of Gold, Toy Hio Toy Show, Time capsule toys, Smokin' Jay's Barbecue, 20 20 20x20 apparel, JCP Designs, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And we were all sports entertained. Later. <laughs>